Charlie. Dominic. Ready to do this? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. Sounds fine. Sounds fine, son. I got the torch. We about to yeah, burn out the drones. We need to change. Look at the water we live. So, uh, Look how the evils grow. All the cases lost. Right we need a new beginning, man. The vision is off. We need to rage, rage war. Yeah. Join me as always is Joey Fantasy. What's going on, guys? Uh, so pretty crazy week here, and in a uh, pretty great regular season, would you say? Yeah, well, there's a a lot of exciting things that happened there in that last week and throughout the season. And um, as we've been saying here the last few weeks, this has probably been the most competitive uh, year since the existence of the league. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know you know everybody but two guys were eliminated uh, coming into this week. Yeah, and they went. Uh, I mean, they went down to the the last play of the game, really, on Monday night. I wouldn't say. I mean, it was like last possession. You know, well, I mean, if there could have changed for Bob, and I guess I could have had some misfortunes, but I mean, if that kickoff, that kid doesn't fumble, and Cousins throws any pass to Rudolph, he wins, and that shakes up everything. Then Robbie's out. Oh, right. I wasn't even thinking about that part. I forgot about Rudolph. I was just thinking about. Mike barring Wilson running for a 50-yard touchdown by himself. I guess I didn't see Robbie getting any more points there. Right. Uh, but anyways, let's start with our recap, and then uh, we'll get into the numbers. Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's uh, start here at the top. So Chris had a chance of becoming, you know, being one of the only nine-win teams this year. Uh, but instead, as you've probably heard, he got highest points, even though he got blown up by 32 points uh, by Joe's favorite team, the 2018 champ, Dave G. Rizzo. The hottest team in fantasy right now. That's what uh, that's what you've been trying to tell me. Yes, they are. Who opens up with them? First round of playoffs. Uh, the second highest team in fantasy. That is? Real get at me. Who do you think? Yeah, I'd say you you, you're the furthest from being hot. But go ahead. Let's let's talk about this game. I mean, feel bad for him already. Uh, Things that stick out to me here was the uh, quarterback play from both sides was, I guess, pretty bad. You got 13 points from Breeze, 10 points from Winston. Uh, You can't go into the playoffs with. Those kind of QB numbers. Uh, what do you see? I mean, I see, uh, like I said, a, a, a team that's streaking right now into the playoffs. Um, the the upside for you, Dom, you know, Dave had another solid productive week. I think this is, uh, gosh, I don't even know what, what he's on now, three or four straight. Um, he put up 120 this week. So uh, the thing that I, ha- I think is going for you is it's hard to maintain that, you know, throughout the season, let alone four, four straight weeks. So um, it's going to be tough for Dave to continue to do that. Now we're in the playoffs. So, so are you preaching that what, must, what goes up must come down? Narrative yeah, what goes up here? must come down, but I'm going to be honest, Dave, you know. And I've been down, so I've, I've got to be ready to yeah, but the, off, right? But, but Dom, the thing is, you've been down all year. I mean, really? we, we're, we're going to get into the stats later, and uh, you, you've been the least productive as far as producing points. So, uh, this is a good chance for Dave to have a, a down week here and still walk away with a win. Yeah, he better have a down week. Uh, Derek Henry, we talked about last week. We talked about the week before. We'll probably talk about it for another week or two. Um, the guy has not gone under 20 points since week eight. Uh, he did lose a fumble this week, but I don't think that's anything to worry about. He still got the ball 26 times for over 155 yards uh, total, including uh, a touchdown. So Derrick Henry did what Derrick Henry does again. 
especially the closer it gets to the playoffs. Um, I, I was happy to see that he got some production out of Todd Gurley. I feel like he hasn't seen that uh, most of the year. So I, I bet he's um, he's got to be thrilled. I think the narrative for Gurley has been miscued because of how bad David Golf's playing. Uh, Gurley has one, two, three, four, five, six. He's got seven games where he has a touchdown, uh, either rushing or receiving. So that's seven different games. He's putting up decent numbers. Um, I know some of them might be – that touchdown might be his only points because he does have a couple uh, 10 and 12-point games where it was just touchdown dependent. But, yeah, he doesn't have 100 yards rushing yet this season. But in those games, he's put up maybe two touchdowns in them. So, I mean, yeah. he's – he he's very serviceable. He's still the number fifteen running back in the league in points scored. The other thing that caught me or, or caught caught my attention this week on Dave's roster was, and believe it or not, it's not really any player in particular, but it's the New England Patriots defense um, putting up a negative one against you know, I mean obviously Watson's a great quarterback, but this is this is a, a position. Uh, where he heavily relied on when he was going through some of those injury woes or woes throughout the season. Um, New England's got Kansas City. That's another high-powered offense here, uh, which is in your favor if you ask me for the matchup. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt. And New England might not put up their average of sixteen points. But yeah, so that um, that was another thing that caught my attention. So. One last thing on uh, Dave's side, you know, he got Robert Woods uh, pretty much to explode for 13 catches, 172 yards, no touchdowns though. Uh, But either way, it looked like uh, both of his Rams were able to really carry him this week. Yeah, overall it was a great win. Like I said, uh, last week of the podcast, he's, He's he's on fire. He's got a nice a nice path. I mean, being a three seed opening up with a team that has the least amount of points um, going into the playoffs and actually the least amount of points out of all the owners, including the guys that aren't in the playoffs. So uh, Dave's got to be thrilled with the outcome there. Um, and then obviously, if he win, if he's able to pull off that win next week, uh, he'll he'll um, have to play key for myself. But uh, we'll get into the the playoff breakdowns a little bit later. Uh, over on Ammo's side, you know, this is probably one of his lower scores of the season. Uh, Winston, Winston gives him 10 points. Uh, Travis Kelsey throws in another 11. Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen gets that 16 points with that touchdown there. Singletary, you know, he's been selling you on Singletary all year. I don't know why you weren't listening, Joe. Yeah, he's starting to come around. Um, I mean, that's somebody he's going to have to really heavily rely on here because Mark Ingram seems like he's going to be pretty hit or miss depending on game game flow. Yeah, Devontae Parker, Alshon Jeffrey, both on his bench, both have one, you know, Parker has 30-plus points, Alshon Jeffrey at 24 I have a feeling that throughout the playoffs, if, if Ammo makes a run, he's going to have to make those tough decisions where some of the guys he may have are very inconsistent. Um, unfortunately, DJ Chark had an um, underperforming week, but those three guys I just mentioned there, those are those are tough decisions to make every week, and you're going to – you know, now it's playoff time, so you're going to have to, to make sure you hit on it or it's going to be costly. Um, the other thing I'll say, obviously quarterback play has been an issue with Ambo's team throughout the year, but he's been, been able to, to manage highest points um, and, and lock down that number one seed, Dalvin Cook. I know he is – he, is he injured or is there any uh, news, news out on that? For... It hasn't been any big news. I know when he was personally asked about his injury, he said he played next week. Uh, we don't know if it's going to cut into his carries. Uh, Madison slowly getting more carries and – he was pretty productive with his nine carries he got uh, there in the fourth quarter last, last night anyways. Yeah, and the other thing, I mean, 
this is a this isn't a bad thing for Amo to lose this game here because it ideally didn't do do much for him. He still locked down highest points, still was the one seed. So this game was meaningless for him uh, moving to the playoffs. But I don't know if it was you, Kiefer, or someone had made a comment that you know we, once Amo receives highest points, it's like his season's over. He got his hundred bucks back and he's content. So hopefully that's not the case. I'd like to see you know some of these guys that haven't got a ring yet possibly get one to keep keep that uh, trend up, but. I just hope Ammo hasn't packed it in. All right, and uh, Chris will be seeing Robbie there uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Good matchup. But, all right, so moving on to a couple of the other guys. Another guy that's at the top. Uh, Mike, with, with Chris losing so bad, you know, Mike, the door was open there for Mike to grab that one seed and possibly get upset by me. Uh Oh, get upset by Robbie. But Chris was blown out by 50 points to the photo shoot hopeful Ross and Signal and the real some shady part two. 143 to 90. Uh, super team not looking so super? Uh, again, I'd like to just say for Ammo and Mike's uh, games this week, it's not always the worst thing to go into the playoffs underperforming the week before because the chances of it happening again are slim to none. Um, however, I will say to most none. of yeah, there's there there. It's hard to to have two underperforming weeks in a row uh, unless Joe, you're you've myself. Never, you've never you've never scored under seventy points four weeks in a row. Uh, three weeks in a row, and that, that was oh, you okay. and I. But th- this is two guys that have been the highest scoring I'm teams not all one, year. I'm not the one saying it. It, it, it's it's be highly unlikely for a high powered team like that time to perform two weeks in a row. If it does, it's great because he's going to end up opening with me. Um, but yeah, I just don't I just don't see him underperforming two weeks in a row. So yeah, I mean, things that were happening were uh, Coleman got six total yards, uh, Tyreek Hill uh, fifty five yards, only seven and a half points. Uh, Camara got the, got ten points off sixty one yards, no touch. I mean, no touchdowns on any, any of these guys. And DeAndre Hopkins only has a respectable number because of the touchdown pass that he threw to Deshaun Watson. Or he would have been at uh, single digits. He would have been under eight points. Yeah, same thing like Ammo's roster here. There's some some guys on his bench here where he could have made better owner decisions. Um, fortunately, it was week thirteen, not week fourteen for him. Uh, but, yeah, he's got some tough decisions. You know, he's got Kansas City's defense sitting on the bench there with 20 points. He's got uh, Fritz Magic. He put up another you know, outstanding performance. Um, he picked him up late off the waivers last week. I mean, 32 points there and a couple of switches here. And Kiefer probably could have ended up taking highest points say. this year and taking the one seed if, if he really wanted to or made some better decisions of late. But, yeah, he's got some tough calls to make next week for a starting lineup. All right, I mean, uh, Zeke, he still struggled here, even though he had respectable numbers, uh, mostly done in the receiving. His rushing yards were uh, under 75 yards, but he put up another 66 in receiving, so at least he's being used, uh, but still no end zone against that Buffalo defense. And next week it's going to be Chicago's defense on, I believe, Thursday. Yeah, that's, that's a Chicago's the defense. It's pretty weak at the run, so I, I see Zeke having a nice performance. But, um, yeah, he's got to make some tough decisions. Quarterback play, defense play is another tough one. Um, his flex position is another one where he's going to have to consider moving things around. So be interesting to right. see. Yeah. Now, uh, we can look over at Ross here. Uh, she's sending a message to that loser's pool. Yeah, I think this is the the team that he wanted to see all year. I'm just I'm just happy to see, you know, David mentioned in the podcast last week that Ross put his best effort together that previous week, and here's another uh, solid effort from Ross. Um, he put his best lineup together, and he hasn't given up. And obviously, he's potentially sending a, a big message to these guys in the in the the losers pool. He doesn't plan on putting on any G strings. Uh... Yeah, no, just solid performance across the board outside of Sonia and Michelle. Uh, 
Devonta Adams catches two touchdowns. Moore catches a touchdown. Tight end catches 100 yards and a touchdown. His defense has a touchdown. Um, Fournette still had 13 and a half points. Uh, receiving and rushing, nine catches. Uh, Tom Brady's got his three touchdowns thrown. Tom Brady's not going to be part of any kind of photo shoot. I can tell you that much. Tom Brady won't be having any of that. But that's for Chase, Bobby, and Dave to worry about. Or Dean. So, yeah, moving on. We got Michael face you. And Ross will see Dean in the first round of the loser's pool. Uh, our next one here, another guy that was tied up there at first. Paul hung out for dear life here with the low scoring, 79.8 to 78.5, a 1.3 margin of victory. Uh, keeps Bob out of the playoffs where with Robbie losing to me, Bob could have potentially been in the playoffs seeing how the uh, tiebreakers broke down. Yeah, that was that uh, the game here that went to, you know, obviously through Monday night into the last play of the game where unfortunately for Bob, he, um, he had missed it by 1.3 points. Um, starting with Bob's team, uh, Kyle, Kyler Murray obviously underperformed. How about Christian McCaffrey, though? Have we seen that this year where he, he hasn't scored more than 15 points? Uh, one time back in week two, I believe he had six points. So that's a huge yep. set, setback to his his team team's performance last week. I mean, but when you're banking on one guy getting you thirty points a week, you're going to get caught like this sometimes with your pants down. Right. What I was surprised is he normally puts in Duke Johnson, and this was a week for whatever reason he decided not to. Um, obviously, he's going against New England's defense, but. Duke Johnson had, a, had a, a great performance. I think he ended up putting up uh, 18 if he would have started him. And obviously, woulda, shoulda, coulda. If Grandma had balls, she'd be Grandpa, and, and Bob would be in the playoffs. So, unfortunate. You know, Bob's, what, second or third highest in points this season, and he's the first owner that finds himself out of the playoffs. That's just uh, that's a hard one, yeah. Uh, but looking – yeah, I mean, think about the playoffs without McCaffrey or Michael Thomas. I doubt there's very many teams around the world who are rostering those two guys and sitting on the outside of their their league's respective playoff schedule. Yeah, um, I mean, you have the one, best running back and potentially one of the best, if not the best receiver, not going to be in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm sure there's uh, eight owners including myself, that are happy that Bob's not in the playoffs because he would have been a serious threat. Yeah, he could have been some trouble for people. Um, speaking of somebody who doesn't look like much trouble, uh, Paul's team here, uh, back to Baker Mayfield possibly, or, I mean, back to Kirk Cousins, switching back from Mayfield. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's going to do next week. He's got Cincinnati, um, or at least Baker Mayfield's got Cincinnati. That's that's a very um, likable potential hand hand injury. Yeah, that is true. Um, you can look at his running backs uh, combined for eleven points. Three of them: Aaron Jones, Carlos Hyde. There's that. Ways. There's that trade again, making Kiefer yeah. smell like roses. I mean, I know Kamara didn't light up the scoreboard, but he did score ten points. So. If he would have lost this one by that uh, two two catches, Tyler Lockett dropped. That would have came back and haunted him. Yep, but Paul's I, been. I think Paul would have been in danger of dropping him to that seven and six meet uh, grinder, and he would have came out maybe towards the bottom, maybe looking at Nick in the first round. Oh, he does have Nick first round. Uh, you know, he could have had him more. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he could have avoided Nick first round if right you know i don't know it's hard to tell could have should have would i guess um paul's been finding a way to get wins though all season long points for is you know middle of the pack points against is obviously at the back end of it where he hasn't had much points scored against him so i'm curious to see if his luck's gonna run out 
Yeah, just to put in perspective how poor performing his team was, his kicker was his highest scorer. Um, Will Lutz saved him with their 17 points. Him and Jack Doyle being the only guy on Indiana's team with two hands to catch a ball. Yeah, that's what it's going to take, you know, weeks, weeks four teams, stuff like that to bail you out. Um, but, yeah, again, here's another situation where you've got a guy that has a great record and his team underperforms the week before the playoffs. So um, it's, hard, it's hard to do it back-to-back. I know, I know you and I have done it a few times this year, but the odds are against you. All right. Um, so possibly Bob's uh, got a little bush trimming to do of his own here for the calendar. Yeah, possibly. He's got uh, some competition down there. Right. We'll see. He opens up with Chase looking to uh, avenge that loss to Chase a couple weeks ago, who really put him in a, a pickle here at the end of trying to make a push off run and losing to that guy. Uh, and Paul's going to see Nick there in the opening round, so that should be a good one. Yep. Uh, the next matchup that comes to mind here, speaking of Nick, Joe, all you had to do is win and you're in. And uh, you you get past Nick with eight points, 110 to 102. Uh, looks like you finally got the right quarterback out there. Yeah, I finally got some – Right quarterback, right all around. I mean, my team finally performed. You know, I've been banged up the last few weeks. Everyone knows that. Um, running back, receiver, across the board, there's been injuries suffered. But, you know, good owners overcome that. And, you know, when it's on the line to get in the playoffs, you, you know what Joey Fantasy is about, what he's going to do. I think it was a gentleman's handshake this week um, with Nick and myself. He knew that if um, he lost the game. He was still going to remain above you and I in the standings, which nobody has any clue how that worked out. But um, no clue, no clue. But yeah, it's it's a win-win because, like I said, Nick remains where he needs to stay in the standings, and Lamar Jackson underperforms a little bit. And how often does that happen? So right. I don't see that happening about- twice. We're talking Lamar Jackson underperformed. We're looking at twenty-four points and. That's his worst game in seven weeks. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'd hate to be opening up with Nick. If, if you're talking about your theory, what goes down must come up. Then, uh, you know, Lamar's ready for a bounce back game, I guess, and that's gonna be bad news for whoever's got to face him, Paul. Uh, Darius Geis here, he uh, had you worried there for a second. I know he busted open like a 50-yard run. They called it a touchdown, took it away. They paid the man, gave it to him on the one-yard line. He got that touchdown. 26 points from Darius Geis. That's a player that Nick held on to for a while this year, even when he wasn't playing. Uh, Not sure how he was going to use him. Uh, He missed everything from weeks 2 through 10. So, I mean, that, that paid off. The patience paid off here. Uh, having a really solid uh, second or third running back option for him. Uh, I know he was without Julio Jones there on Thanksgiving, so that could have hurt him a little bit there. So that might have been your saving grace. Uh, I know I know when I saw Julio Jones comes out, I know I texted to you, Joe. I said, you should go pick up Cole Beasley right now. And what would he do? He didn't. He put in... McLaurin and uh, McLaurin got one point. So you texted him to pick up Beasley? I didn't. I texted you when you were like, I'm not going to tell Nick that Julio's out. Yeah. I said, you would want I, said, I said, You would want to win like that, Joe. I said he changed his lineup already. There's no need to tell him, unlike some of the other owners that wouldn't have done that. Have a heart, Joe. It's Thanksgiving. Keeper knows. God bless but, Nick. Uh, yeah, you know, he got solid performance out of mix in there, too. 40, 44 yards. Uh, I think another couple 26 yards receiving and the touchdown. So he had decent performance there, 15 points. Uh, you know, Nick's uh, – is Nick, is Nick still just bacon to you, uh, Joe? 
I know you beat him and you called him out earlier this year, but no, I think still Nick, te- I think Nick's still got a team you didn't, wouldn't want to have first or second rounder for being this. What is it, Nick? The fifth seat, correct? Yes, fifth seat opening up with Paul. I mean, Paul has been great all year. Um, but I got to be happy with that outcome. So I think Nick has a real opportunity to make a push here. Yeah. Uh, I know you're hoping to get T.Y. back next week, possibly Connor. So, uh, yeah, it's not looking likely from the reports that I've been reading. So we'll just continue to rock and roll with what I have. All right. Uh, other things you had happen for you though. I see that, uh, D.D. Westbrook caught his first touchdown since week one. Uh, Waller there scored in that uh, late afternoon games there. 100 yards, seven catches, 13 and a half points. That seemed to be that seemed to be what what did it for you there at the uh, end of Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, he had some late catches in the game that helped secure that win, which was nice from him. So he's had a few down weeks. I'm sure everyone could see. Could, could have saw that or looked into that. Um, yeah, overall, the guys did what they had to do this week to get it done. All right. Um, so one of our games ended up being pretty irrelevant, and uh, that included Team Ace. Uh, he came in here with less than a 4% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, after he, But I will give him, he, he did what he could this week, uh, Sneaking past Dean there, 112 to 110. Uh, Watson with four touchdowns on Sunday to uh, score the 32 points that he needed to have any hope uh, going into Monday night. Uh, the thing I'm scratching my head, I know it doesn't matter much for Dean. I don't know. Maybe maybe Chase got to him. Maybe there was a deal made. But what was Kenny Galladay doing on the bench? Yeah, that was a big uh, big question mark there. Not sure what the thought process was there. I know he's going against Chicago's defense there, but um, heck, you he's still a studs. top five this receiver, is, right? This is fantasy football. You paid 34 bucks for the guy. You play him. Yeah, that one came to, to bite him in the ass, which means there's probably a little bit of collusion going on. I'm not sure if Dean... You know, like Dave said last week, he had six of the photos already had, had completed for the calendar shoot. Um, curious to see if there's some private text messages between these two owners or, or if Chase is paying him off. All right, I, could, I mean, neither one would surprise me. Chase, Chase is uh, – he's been in talks with his lawyer to try to get out of this photo shoot. I know he tried to hand you a doctor's note earlier this year. Uh, yeah, he's trying to put this it. on the commissioner too, saying that I excused him from it. And unfortunately – yeah, you know, I'm sure the 11 other, um, the 10 other owners outside of Chase and myself know that that's not true. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Chase did what he could, got the victory. I guess that helps him, uh, helps him somewhere, maybe helped him sleep on su- Saturday night or Sunday night because I know he was at a concert Monday night instead of uh, seeing if he was still alive in the playoffs. So we'll see uh, Chase first, Bob in the opening round, and, Dean will get Ross there, and that will uh, do it for the loser's pool. Now, yeah. you have anything else to add to that one? I was going to say, since you brought it up with all the loser pool guys, I still haven't figured out how that the final standings works once these guys are playing, you know, three weeks straight, the four of them. But I could digest. It's going to be a round robin. You're going to play all three guys. Well, you uh, won't, though. I've looked into that. You don't play all three guys. Well, not if you win and lose and then right. possibly win again. It's almost like oh. when I read it, the first game's meaningless, the first round. And then if you lose that second week of the playoffs, those losers meet each other for the final last two spots. So it's like I said, it's almost like that first round of the playoffs and the losers' pools is nothing. I was under the uh, impression that the team that the teams that kept winning would face each other. So the two wins that had the two teams that should possibly have two wins, should face each other. But we'll let ESPN and their ranking system play that out. And You already signed the contract, so. Yep. Get your cameras ready, boys. Uh, so that takes us to the last game here, the game that probably meant the most in the uh, standings. 
Uh, it meant the most for the guys looking to still get in to the playoffs. Uh, it meant the most to the most winningest owner in the league. Uh, it meant the most to the guy who's only missed the playoffs once since the league's been started. Uh, that that was me. You know, Joe? Was there any doubt? Was there any, any doubt? I think there was definitely doubt. My phone rang constantly on Monday. I heard it in your voice, the shivers, and all the threats and the, the potential of you losing that match. I mean, Kiefer is, will be my witness on, on how nervous you were to lose that game. And um, I'm just glad to see that you won because if you would have lost, I'm, not, I'm just not sure about your health and what state you would be in. Right, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Like, what do you do if you're not in the playoffs? Like, I know you can answer that question. I just don't know. Let's get into the details of this game before we start talking playoffs. Right. Uh, so we had an Aaron Rodgers sighting. Uh, I know he took my uh, – I tweeted at him last Monday when I was watching Lamar Miller uh, torch the 49ers or torch uh, – whoever the hell he was torching. Oh, the Rams. And, you know, I, I reached out to my quarterback and I told him, you look like a fool. Like, figure it out, Aaron. And he responded. You know, he didn't let he didn't let his running backs touch the ball when they got down in the end zone. He's he said, I'll take this. Uh, four touchdowns, two hundred forty three yards, thirty five and a half points. Uh you know, I think Rogers is ready for playoff football. If there's anyone that's not gonna be doing a calendar shoot, it's Aaron Rodgers. Right. <laughs> He's like, we ain't going to loser's bracket. That's where Chase hangs out. And I agree. Um, you know, I guess if you're asking, you know, my Anthony Miller pickup on Wednesday was probably one of my uh, one of my better favorite pickups of the season. It was, you know, it was the one that worked out for me. Which, you know, I, is I that which... the spreadsheets... Which podcast did you get that one off of? Fantasy you know, Bros? I looked at the spreadsheets. I listened to the podcast. I looked at the targets, the air volumes, the yards, the progression, everything. You know, I and it all, all signs pointed to Anthony Miller. And they were right. You know, that was the guy. And you started um, the Browns defense against Pittsburgh? You know, I started the Browns defense shame. against Pittsburgh. Try telling you. you. You just didn't want to listen. I, I gave you the inside scoop. Not how that game was going to work out. You know, we're not going to talk about our personal teams here. Uh, You know, just sad. Sometimes I only care about one team on Sundays, and that's my fantasy football team because, you know, that's that's what matters. I mean, if I had to sit there and hope Nick Chubb never scored a touchdown, then you better believe I was sitting there hoping Nick Chubb didn't score a touchdown. Okay. Uh, And James White, is there uh, any explanation? Behind that, James James White was a guy that a couple weeks ago, and I made the trade for him. My spreadsheets, my data, everything said that James White was going to happen this year, and that's why I went out and I got him. And then he he burnt me last week. You know, you can't just put up point three points for me when I'm trying to make the playoffs and think that you're going to get a spot in my starting starting lineup the next week. Uh, so you know. He had a little bit to prove, and I think he proved it. Uh, yeah, he just got all his points room. for the rest. That's it. He did his job for the rest of the year. He probably won't. I, I think there's some wiggle room. I could fit him back in the uh, starting lineup here somewhere. Um, maybe Odell Beckham. Take him out. Put him in there. Maybe maybe Odell's spot. Odell's going to have to learn a lesson the hard way. Uh, but really, let's talk about that Monday night. You know, I had Diggs and Carson. Robbie had Russell Wilson. Uh Julian Edelman really put Robbie back in this game with his like 40 yard touchdown with 35 seconds left on uh, Sunday night in a game they were losing by three scores. But, you know, that put the, that, that really made me look at Monday night a little different there after that touchdown. So yeah, yeah Joe, when, when I got out of class and I got the alert that Chris Carson had just gone into concussion protocol, you best believe I was not happy. I'm like, this isn't even how I'm going to lose. 
I'm going to lose because my guy got hurt in two plays. You know, that's, but again, that's fancy football. That's what happens. Robbie had to be glued to his seat Monday night, knowing, you know, towards the fourth quarter there, it wasn't looking promising for him. He had to be watching uh, Rudolph, seeing if he was going to catch a pass and lock it. And, um, hey, he it ends up being what the ESPN had projected, you know, two weeks ago that nothing would change, and it really didn't. I mean, Robbie, Robbie's a guy who's he hasn't won a he's he's won a ring, right? Yeah, he's got a ring. He's fired. Yeah, he, you know he he he's a guy that you know he's gonna through thirteen weeks he's gonna get it done most times, if not you know majority of the time. I was surprised he didn't listen, you know, completely to the podcast last week with the um, recommendations from his other team fire member, uh, myself, saying that uh, the Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb option was something I like. Right. I mean, Dave said it could work. Dave said it works. He's got Gordon and Eckler out there, and he's not having any problems. Yeah, that would have been – Kareem Hunt's one of the highest rated uh, running backs since his return, and he only has to touch the ball eight times. That have been seven additional points there, which would have brought it closer. Um, but ultimately, uh, Dak Prescott was the answer. That would have pushed uh, him over. Yeah, I so, can't believe Kiefer didn't want to make a trade for Dak Prescott. I mean, the guy's fucking good. Well, Kiefer's got his spreadsheets, and we all know what they say. Make sure you rip off the other guy when you trade, so he yeah. couldn't make it happen, so... He had to scrap that one. He couldn't get Dak for his kicker, so he told me Robbie was trying to cheat him. Uh, yeah, I've been looking at Robbie's team here going into the playoffs, so uh, he's going to need way more out of Chubb. He's going to have to figure out if he can, uh, you know, feel comfortable putting Hunt into his lineup, you know, don't know what you're going to do with Le'Veon Bell. It doesn't even look like the Jets are even trying to use him anymore the way that he's, you know, used to being used. And uh, well, the Jets season is over, unfortunately, so they're probably trying to to, right, to manage got, his workload. They still got to pay that guy $15 million a year, so I could see them managing him because they got him on contract for four more years. If he doesn't opt uh, out and go to his rapping industry. Right, let's go join uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, so Rob opens up. Pittsburgh Steelers, losers. We got rid of them. We get rid of our junk. But uh, Robbie's got the number one seed, Chris Chris Amicrelli, next week. So that'll be uh, obviously a tough matchup for him, but anything's possible. All right. And who do you got, Dave? I got Dave. Um, You know, that's to match up that, you know, out of the other guys that finish at the top, he's probably not the one I would have wanted to face. You know, there's some other matchups I probably would have liked to exploited. Yeah, you, name any names. You you have a lot of demands for such a least performing and points team, so I think you're, you you've got enough go your way this year. I mean, I do what I needed to do, Joe. The best owners do. You'll notice that I'm in front of you, right? In the in the standings. So where are we jumping to next? You want to go through the spreadsheets and give the, the information to some of these these yeah, owners that these... the updated stuff? Yeah, let's try to hit these spreadsheets. So obviously I'll be sending these out uh, this evening so everyone can have them at their leisure, open them up and study them. And, and there really is a lot of good information here that owners could digest, and it's not – necessarily the the easiest ones to interpret like most wins and and points for there's there's some other interesting things if you digest you know what's actually going on in the last eight year eight years which, uh, which which sheet are we starting with just how you have it open let's, let's start with the one that has all the owners uh information on there it would be called the fantasy stats okay provide you the margins and everything like like that yeah, i'm one looking of, at it yeah, one of the, the, the things that I was talking to you about before that was unique um, that I would like to share with the owners uh, tonight is another sign that shows that this was a very competitive season 
and I know we've been when talking about this in the last few weeks on the podcast was the margin, the difference between the points for and points against between owners. So since the league's been in, in existence, every year at least one owner has had a margin that has been above 10. Uh, there's been margins as high as I think like 25. So there's some owners that you know finished the season up 20 points. This year, not one owner was above 10. The highest margin was by Chris Emicarelli this year, which was about seven points. So, again, here, here's the numbers don't lie. Stats don't lie. This has been a very competitive, competitive year. And like I said, the, the largest margin is seven. So, in contrast to the last seven years, we've had owners that were vast majority over 10, uh, especially the guys that ended up winning rings. There are some correlations with margins and rings. All right. I was just looking at that, uh, just going over some of those years. Uh, Joe, here you won it. You had an 18-point margin uh, of victory, I guess, points for and against per game. Uh, yeah, scroll to the right. Look at Kiefer's 2017. What's his margin? 18, right. 18.7. Dave's it. Dave was over 10. Now what throws it off? Go to Dean, 2014. Right. Dean, but Dean's also the only guy with the losing record to uh, win a championship. Yeah, I don't know about that. There was one more, six and seven, was there not? Uh, Ross, when he went 11 and two, he had a 21 point margin of victory. And no, I think that's it. I think that's all the champions. Chase's was probably the lowest at six, six and a half. Yeah, so there's a lot of like, good information in here you could um, digest to kind of really examine what's going on with your teams. Um, like, like for an example, here's another good one. Ammo, he wants to talk about points and how great his team is, uh, which he does have a good team. I'll give him that. But like this year, highest points was 1,478. That's what he had. Um, he he underperformed last year's team. Last year he put up fifteen hundred points, so his margin is a little bit higher this year because uh, he had more points scored against him. But his overall he underperformed as far as points, so he took a setback from last year. All right, I think the points were more spread out this year too, in terms of why the. League didn't see anybody over over eight victories, so I think the points are more spread out evenly. Yeah, it could be because of the auction too. Give Kiefer credit when it's due. I say even even Chase, uh, you know, was well over his average uh, when he scored his thirteen thirteen hundred forty five points. Because Chase is usually more of a eleven to twelve hundred point uh, owner. Yep. All right, so those are nice yeah. stats. Let's, let's get to the ones where people can read, where they can just see the my names at the top of most. So a couple more things on that one sheet. Um, look at – let's go to Mike Kiefer. Playoff appearances. That, that's something else I added in here for you guys this week, playoff appearances and playoff wins. Kiefer's got a five-year streak making the playoffs going on. That's the longest active streak of making the playoffs. He's been five straight. Um, I think tied with him, believe it or not. Uh, he's not quite tied. He's got four. That would be Dave. Yeah, so Kiefer's holding the longest streak. Um, uh, Chris is tied with him. Chris is tied. I knew somebody Unless was. In this one. Yeah, Chris is yeah. tied. But, yeah, that's 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 some uh, consistency right there. I know, Dom, you've been in the playoffs seven times, but you've got a little break in there in the middle, middle, of, the, or middle of the. Yeah, it was one time. Yeah, back there in uh, 2016. Yeah, and Paul's another guy who's got four straight. So there are some guys in here that have some um, that haven't missed the playoffs in a few years, which would be, which would be a nice feeling. I, I wish I could say I did that, but can't. So yeah, let's go to the right. records. Go to the records, guys. All right, up here you'll see back in the ancient days, uh, Chase won a Chase won a title back in 2012, long time ago. Uh, same with Joe long time ago even ross feels like it was a long time ago you want to talk about uh, ross real quick here's another one for you yeah ross hasn't made the playoffs in three years he's right. still in, and that's he's, 
<laughs> yeah, he's still in a little bit of a, a hangover from his 2015. Right. He 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 went from back to back. He's the only owner to have back to back double digit seasons. He followed it up with the nine win season, and now he's just posted his third consecutive four nine. No season. show. So I don't know what happened. Somebody did his notebook run out of paper. Uh, did somebody steal his magazine? Is he still using the magazine from 2015? That could be it. Maybe that's the issue. He's still drafting guys out of the wrong magazine. I mean, Tom Brady is 45 years old, but he's got him. Uh, all right, let's get to this other sheet again here. It's easier to read. Am I Won't the most winningest owner? Yes. But that margin, that, but that margin, is a lot slimmer than it was a year ago. You got Chris Emicarelli at fifty-seven, Paul Fordue, and another solid year performance on him. He's at fifty-seven. They're both a game behind you. I see both of them leaping you next year. I mean, that's nice that they moved up. They they moved up well, um, you know, because I was a game behind Ross coming into the season. So I mean, I also you know made a little move there to. Get well, every, to everybody's everybody's gaining ground on Ross. Like we just said, we don't know what's going on with Ross. All right, all right. Ross had to go four and nine three times just for some of these guys to pass him up. So, yeah, what's that tell you? They were. Uh, yeah, we got Chase down there. Forty-one wins, Chase. Way to go. That's uh, that's actually gotta be harder to do. <laughs> Playoff appearances. You'll see Chase down there at the bottom again, right next to Ross. Uh, yeah, me and Paul, you only won seven, seven playoff appearances. And then followed by that, you got Mike and Chris, two other owners who, you know, they do their homework, and you see who doesn't do their homework. I'm not saying making the playoffs is easy, but I've almost come to expect it. Yeah, so there's some things to digest for the points for and points and against. Uh, you've, you've kind of somewhat hit on one of them already with playoff experiences or appearances, I'm sorry. Um, Dom, you sit at seven. Paul sits at seven, right? Okay, if you go to the points against, I think there's a direct correlation there. Paul and you both are in the bottom three of points against. So, yeah, there is some luck there for you guys to make the playoffs and have the you know, the wins because no, nobody's scoring points against you guys. Um, one, one of the things I like to do to tell if you really have a good owner and for those fantasy owners out there that really want to think and do math, if you look at the points for, you got Chris up top, Ross Lasigno, Joe, and then Mike Kiefer, and then the rest fall down there. But if you take those four guys who have obviously been putting up points, so they're doing their homework, they're drafting players, getting points, then what I like to do is go to the points against and when you when you see Joe on third down there, and yeah, I still have both sides. third on both sides, and that's a direct correlation that there's a good owner there, not just because it's me, but because there's I'm getting a lot of points scored against me, but I'm also got a lot of wins. But more importantly, even a better owner, Mike Kiefer and Chris and McCarelli. Look at all the points scored against them. They're still in the top four, top five points scored against them. And they're both on the high end of wins. So those, those to me, are the, the real good owners, if I should say, and competitive owners that are finding a way to get it done. Because, one, they're having a lot of points scored against them, but they're able to score a lot of points and manage wins. So some of the guys like yourself and Paul um, that do have a lot of playoff experiences do have a lot of regular season wins, but like I said, you both have the least amount of points scored against you. So I don't yeah. consider either of you in the same realm as a Mike Kiefer, Chris, Emma Crowder, or myself. When you say that, you know, you keep lumping me in there with Paul just because he's up there with the wins and he's up, he's down there with the points against. And he's, he's near, he's tied with me in playoff appearances. But you look at the last column here, though, you know, me and Paul are on opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to playoff wins. So... I know you might be able to use your little number game here to try to downgrade some of the owners, but, you know, I've always said show up when it matters. You know, I've got five playoff victories. Uh, you know, I know I've been there seven times, so I have a little bit of advantage there. But in the same 
same sense. So is Paul, and he only has two wins. So yeah. So so to kind of just to, to link that too, that this page could, you know, there's not that much information on here, but there really is a lot to digest. Another good thing to point out with playoff um, appearances is Dom and Paul are sitting on top with seven, both tied, and neither of them have a ring. Isn't that beautiful? Well, you could say the same for Chris, Bob. You know, those are, those are the next highest guys, and they are also the rings. So positive regression says that it might happen because uh, I look at your list here. I see Chase is going to miss the uh, – see Chase is going to miss the playoffs. I see Ross is going to miss the playoffs. I see uh, Dean is going to miss the playoffs. And, uh, you know, besides Bob, you know, he was the last one without a ring not to make the playoffs this year. So, yeah, so do that math for, you, for everybody. You brought that up earlier today with me about the, the correlation with non-ring owners and ring owners in the playoffs this year. Yeah, so we'll just, we'll just use that and go right into the uh, playoff, first-round playoff discussion. Uh, so we're looking at, you know, eight guys made the playoffs here, and we got another even split of four owners with rings and four without rings. Uh, unfortunately, Nick and Paul are going to have to face each other in an opening round. And, uh, you know, that's well, going to eliminate one down, of the, yep. You know, that's going to eliminate one of the guys. But then on the other side, you got Joe and Mike. Two previous winners facing each other, too. Um, I guess the wild cards are going to be Chris versus Robbie there at the one versus eight seed. And then uh, myself versus uh, Dave here uh, as another champion first non-champion so I mean me and Chris are doing it for those guys without rings yet because that would make it the eighth consecutive year now that we get another new champion that's just that's the way I'd like to see it yeah that is I don't think I don't think this league can handle a two-time winner yet not yet not until until it happens it happens but yeah it, it has been nice to see seven different winners and um the math is this year four and four 50 percent chance that we'll have a new uh, owner with a new ring so yeah it, it is exciting yeah because you always you know you're gonna it's gonna be you know it's gonna be historical for the first two-timer uh and it you know i know what the first one would mean to me so you know that could be pretty pretty big to myself there so you know any man's any man's game at this point that's why you play to get in the playoffs so, who do you think has the easiest path? I just want to go. You want to go easiest pass? I don't care. How do you want to do it? I was going to say, uh, you know, I'm not going to break down every single game, but give me your four semifinalists. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball here. You know, I like to to be unique and different. I mean, I'm gonna say Robbie pulls off the upset against Chris Emicarelli, and he advances. Rob's got experience. Um, I do like Chris's team. I think it has been a better outperforming team than Robbie's, obviously. Um, but I have a, just a gut feeling that Chris's. I said I Venmoed him the hundred bucks today, and I just got a gut feeling that that was that was enough for him. So um, I see Robbie beating Ammo. Um, make America great again. Dave already said for me last week in the podcast. Um, Paul gets there seven, you know, he's been there seven out of eight years. He hasn't been able to close yet. Um, He's not going to close this year. Unfortunately, I love you, Paul. God bless you. I see Nick advancing the real good at me and Dave. Dom, I think the luck runs out for you here. (laughs) You've been underperforming all year. And I think your season comes to an end. Dave advances. Respect as a fantasy football podcast analyst. Dave advances, and if I'm being honest, my heart wants me to win, but I'm going against the best team in the playoffs right now, which is Mike Kiefer. Everyone knows for obvious reasons. I'm going to say Mike does get the victory over me if I'm being honest with myself and letting putting the emotions aside. Um, so my final four are going to be Robbie, Nick, Dave, and um, Mike. All right, I, I agree on two of those with you there. Okay, run me through yours real quick. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch you up there on the Chris and Robbie. Uh, you know, Chris might not win it, but he ain't losing in the first round. 
Uh, so I'm liking, I'm liking Chris Wood to win that first round matchup. Uh, when you're looking at Nick and Paul, you know, I have the same feeling you do. I think Paul, I think he's just gotten himself in too big of a hole. Maybe he was, maybe he made too many trades if that's possible. Cause he's really slowed down here at the end of the year. So, uh, I'm going to have to take Nick. I just can't bet against Lamar Jackson right now. Uh, no shocker. I'm taking myself, Joe. Unlike you, I believe in myself. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, no one's keeping score. You know, I I truly believe that I've got a team that can that can go up against any team. They might not always show up, but I know the numbers are there. Uh, and yeah, I agree with you. I think Mike is gonna bend you over backwards and wish you were doing the photo shoot. I just wish I could have got a hold of Ross before he did, and this would have been different. All right. Well, what would Ross do? He traded with Mike. All oh, his good players. Oh yeah, that bad trade. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen in the loser loser pool? Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about those guys. <laughs> we we've got a few more minutes here. We might as well run it down real quick. All right. Um, so you're asking me who I think the worst team is. I just don't know how the – I really don't truthfully know how the, the standings work here because the first-round winners are going to play each other in the next round, but that those winners are going to have a loser the second week of the playoffs and a loser's cancellation. I thought, I thought it was going to be a switch. I thought the winner no, was it doesn't. the loser and then whoever was 2-0 and and 2-0 and would face each other. I think it can play out that way if it does. I yeah. can't remember, but either way, just either way, just, let's, uh, who do we have losing it all here? You know, I'm gonna. It's gonna be done. It's Dean. I think Dean's just it. I think Ross has shown a lot the last couple of weeks that, uh, yeah, he just mismanaged a lot of his team, but he's still got the talent. Uh, Chase has shown that he can get. Uh, get by with you know a few of those he can, players. He, he can get rescued with a couple of his uh, hot players. And honestly, I don't see Bob dropping one of these games to any of his teams. Yeah, I'd have to to completely agree with you there. I think Dean's going to be getting in his uh, skinny dipping dues, and right. hey, it is what it is. Would this, would this be? Back-to-back years, then that Dean finishes last place. Yeah, I mean, it's... we may want to consider consolidating the Giorizzo teams then, just for our own competitive right. sake. I mean, if if Dave goes and pulls out, I don't mean I wouldn't want to uh, punish Dave here for Dean's shortcomings. So, um, I mean, Dave's Dave's a defending champ, and you know he can't help what his brothers does out down there. You think he'd extend a hand though? Right, you know. Maybe I mean, that's why I'm looking at his cards. Yeah. They need to figure it out over there. I mean, I know Chase is complimenting uh, retirement a lot. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, when Chase talks retirement, obviously there's phone calls about expansion that I received today as well, expanding the league to 14. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, we wouldn't have to play anybody twice anymore. I think that's, I think that's messed up some of these tiebreakers. That's how Nick uh, somehow ended up in front of us. Yeah. Even though, even though he had a losing record against both of us, which could have saved your life, Joe, from Mike Eaver. Uh, yeah. So that's that's about it. We could talk more uh, about next season. Next season, though. Yeah, we can get into that next week and go over, obviously, the updates on, um, you know, the outcomes for the playoff week and wish everybody luck. And at this point, may the best bandit win. All right, good luck, boys. Oh, See and, you in uh, the semis, Joe. Yeah, maybe, hopefully. One more <laughs> thing. This past Friday, I had the opportunity to see what I like to call my godchild, Colson Kabari. While I was there... It, it appeared that Colson may have been suffering a rash from his diapers. 
And you know what's what helps cure a rash on your ass this, from the diaper? Is this, is this a sponsor? You know what helps cure cure a rash that's from your diapers on your ass if you're a baby? No, Joe. What? Well, you should know you're a father, so I'm going to tell you. You take the diaper off and you let your kid run around the house, okay? And you, you air that thing out. You don't need powder. You don't need any of the Vaseline or anything in there. You air it out. But what happens when you got an infant running around in your house with no no diaper on? He's shitting everywhere. He shits and pisses all over the carpets and rug. So when that happens, do us a favor. Give Oxy Fresh Carpet Cleaning a call and pick up their local detergents at your local giant eagles okay that's today's sponsor all right joe thanks for that all right boys uh good luck to everybody and uh, we'll see you same time next week god bless y'all peace bye